This is Debbie, and welcome to another brand new episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to live their best life and become location independent. Welcome to another brand new episode and a new week of incredible interviews with inspiring individuals. This week, I am talking to Matt and Marilyn, who are location-independent online English teachers and travel podcasters from Words with Winos. Matt and Marilyn wanted to travel the world, but knew they needed to find the career that would allow them the lifestyle. They tried teaching English in Korea in a classroom, but soon found that the strict schedule was not right for them. A friend then introduced them to teaching English online, and it was the perfect fit for the life they knew they wanted to live. Today, Matt and Marilyn live in different countries all over the world and work as online English teachers, which afford them their dream to travel and live anywhere in the world. On this episode, Matt and Marilyn discuss how to overcome obstacles that will stop you from living your dreams and how you can afford to travel all over the world. Hey, Matt and Marilyn. Thanks so much for joining me today. Can you fill in the gaps of your story and how you're able to live an offbeat, location-independent lifestyle? Sure. Thank you for having us. My name is Matt, and we started having a nomadic lifestyle in early 2016. Uh, We were actually in Korea teaching English first before we started uh, teaching online at a company called VIP Kid. So we were living in Korea for about six months, and we decided we didn't like our lives there. We, We had a very strict lifestyle where we were waking up early. We were working in a school all day and we didn't really have any free time to travel and enjoy our lives. We were trying to figure out what to do with our lives after Korea because all we had was teaching English experience and we didn't really want to go teach in uh, a school again. So we found uh, online a company called VIP Kid and we applied to that job and uh, we, we both got hired from it in January 16. And we moved to Vietnam straight from Korea and we started our lives there. And that was where our nomadic lifestyle began. What was the first steps that you took in order to even go to Vietnam for you to leave the U.S. and start this? Because you did. You were pretty much semi-nomadic at that point because you left. You were expats, right? Yes, correct. We had jobs like teaching English, as we said, in South Korea and you know, we ha- we also had this boss there that was just so tyrannical and just overall just a horrible person. And she was not fun to deal with, not fun to work for. We were working constantly, overworked, and we were just totally stressed out. And we figured, you know, like, we don't want to teach in a school anymore. We don't want to do that. We want to do what we want to do. We want to be the bosses of our lives and our work. So we heard again about VIP Kid through a friend and who was working in on VIP Kid in Vietnam. And we were like, that sounds absolutely amazing. And this friend apparently just like was able to make her own schedule. She was able to do whatever she wanted and work when she wanted and do what she wanted and live where she wanted and and take off whenever she wanted and go wherever she wanted. Matt and I were just like, that sounds 
absolutely amazing because we feel like we're trapped here. So yeah, then we just went to Vietnam and we both applied to VIP kit and we got the jobs. And then, yeah, we're, we just started working in our studio apartment in Vietnam at the same time and trying not to overhear each other while we're teaching English to students on the computer. (laughs) Well, it's really incredible how certain things will push you in a certain type of direction. So if your boss wasn't so tyrannical, you may still be there, but you need that little push sometimes to get to where you're at. And it's also nice to hear someone who is doing the job that you want to do and know that there's a process that you can actually do and get that same type of lifestyle that you would love to have. And it's great that you are able to do that for the both of you. What type of requirements is needed in order for someone to become an online teacher? Okay, um, for VIP kids specifically, uh, you have to be from a native English-speaking country, but they, those only include the USA and Canada. They don't take people with like English accents or people from Australia or New Zealand. They just want like ac- people with accents from Canada and the USA. Yes, the starter. You need a bachelor's degree. They do want you to have some teaching experience, But if you're willing to, you know, stretch the truth a little bit, it's not hard to get past that. If you really if you're really interested in doing the job and you can prove yourself and really show that your your heart is into it and you're not just doing it to kind of make some money for the road and you really like the job, then they really will take a chance with you and and hire you. So um, basically, if you have those requirements, you can apply and there is a chance you can work for the company. And of course, you need a computer and some decent internet and headphones and stuff like that. (laughs) So once you you have all of these requirements and you put in your application, how long does it typically take for them to respond to you and for you to know if you got the job or not? Uh, Pretty quickly. There, There is an extensive process that you have to go through. First you apply, then within like a day or so, they'll tell you like if you're uh, required, if you meet their requirements. And then if you meet their requirements, they set up an interview with someone in China. You have a quick little interview to just prove that you know what you're doing. And um, once you get past that interview, then you interview with an actual teacher and you have to like teach an entire, uh, a fake class and they, they evaluate you and, and see if you're capable of doing the job. So it's kind of a, a long process, but if you're willing to really do it quickly, like if you sign up, uh, schedule interview, schedule your next interview, you can be working for the company in a week. My friend um, at home in New York, he wanted to start doing that. And I, since I've been working for the company for a while, I knew exactly what he needed to apply, what he needed to say in his interview and all that. And I helped him go right through the process. And and in like five days, he's already teaching students. So if you really put your heart into it, you can do it in absolutely no time. Wow, that's a huge and really quick turnaround for you to be able to do this job. So this would be perfect for what type of person you would say. So someone who would fit into this type of lifestyle and this career would be who? I think it could be anyone that's passionate about teaching English to students in China. The person has to be patient. They have to be willing to have a good time and be fun and be bubbly and, you know, just overall understanding of of the students that you will be teaching pretty much. Yeah. And also they hire pretty much any age. So 
once you once you graduate college, you can start working there up until you're 80 years old. So um, oh, wow. really, it's for anyone. It's yeah, it's for people who want to travel, maybe for moms who just had their child and don't want to go to work and they want to spend time with their kids. I know a lot of people uh, like that work for the company and people who are retired and want to just make some extra money. That's perfect because you're right. This is for everyone. So this is great. If you really want to fast track to doing location independence, this could be a really great way for you to start that and then branch out to other things after this. So what is the starting salary for this type of job? And do you do other things as well right now to supplement your income? Right now, we just do this. We're, we're in the talks of, you know, finding something else to do on the side just so we can uh, keep busy with different things instead of teaching all day, every day. But the pay is about, it depends on your experience, but it's about like 17 to $22 an hour, uh, which is really perfect for living in a good majority of the countries around the world. It's, we live pretty lavishly. I mean, we have to watch our budget. But um, we live nice lives in, in a lot of different places. That's a really great rate to have, especially if you're obviously not living in New York City because you <laughs> won't even get, uh, you know, hot soup with just water in it. But <laughs> right. but, <laughs> but if you live outside of the big cities, even in the United States, you could definitely live pretty well with that. And if you're living in Asia and South America and parts of Europe, that would be perfect. That's a great type of income that you could make. Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, I mean, we've survived in Vietnam, of course, on that. We, when we go home to the U.S., specifically in New York, we're able to work early in the mornings just because of the time difference. And we're able to do that and we're able to make an income from that. Right now we're in Italy and we're able to do it here, no problem. We live in Prague, same time zone, but we live in Prague um, and we're able to teach there and make a great income too. Yeah, that's wonderful. And you have this lifestyle that's really perfect for the both of you and you're able to travel around and still do what you love, which is to teach the children, but not have that tyrannical boss that you, <laughs> that you would normally have. And if, even if you did, you'd never see their face anyway. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What has been the biggest setback that you have both encountered throughout your journey and how were you able to handle it? Hmm, that's a really good question. I mean, we've had numerous setbacks. Um, nothing like that deterred us away from wanting to do what we do, but little things that can get on can really upset us and really put us down from our lifestyle. Uh, one I can think of off the top of my head is just visa issues. It's not always easy to just go to different countries and live. There's a process involved. I mean, as an American citizen, it's really nice. We can go to a lot of different countries for an extended amount of time and not have to worry about visas. But what we like to do is stay in countries long term. We don't really like to just move to a country quickly and then move on. It's not good for saving money. Uh, we have student loans. We have um, we pay for a lot of flights all, all over the place. Um, we, we try to rent a, an apartment in, in these places. And if we keep moving like every month or so, it can get really expensive. So the thing is visa issues can really um, cause a problem sometimes. And uh, one, for example, was in Prague. We actually were living there. We got an apartment. Um, we were just staying on our uh, tourist visa and we were applying for our long-term visa. But apparently we needed a criminal background check from Vietnam because we were in Vietnam for longer than six months. 
We didn't know that. And getting a criminal background check from Vietnam while in Prague is not an easy thing to do. And for like months, we were really nervous that we were going to have to leave the country. And we were upset. Like we, we put all this work and money into hiring this company to help us get our visas, get an apartment, thousands and thousands of dollars. And we didn't know if we, we would have to just leave and start over again. So that is definitely an issue that we have to deal with from time to time. And it can uh, put a damper on traveling when we have to deal with things like that. Yeah, and it's also the fact that you're both taken out of your comfort zone you're not where you're from you don't know the the location that you're at you don't know the language and that can get really intimidating and also scary now when you go to a new location a new country how are you able to arrange your living space and where you're going to be living for that certain amount of time do you do airbnb or is there other things that you use to be able to live there When we usually move to a new place, we definitely check out Airbnb the most. There's just so many options on Airbnb. And for the most part, there are just so many things that are very affordable. Most places that you go and uh, the people usually speak English and it's all just so relatively easy to use. And we also use Facebook groups, actually. So what we do is we're like, okay, so uh, we want to go to, I don't know, some random place, uh, Playa del Carmen in Mexico. Uh, So we just look that up on Facebook and we find a Facebook group or two or three or four where people post apartments that that they have for rent. And then we go through there. And uh, that's really great because you save a lot of money there. And yeah, it's just yeah, that's pretty much what we do. Anything else? Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on the country also. Like in when we moved to Vietnam, we just got there and we found like we just Googled like how to find an apartment in Vietnam while staying in an Airbnb beforehand. And we just found someone. He took us to hundreds of apartments for free. And that was great. Then in Japan, we found someone, an apartment on Craigslist uh, in and then in Prague, we actually we wanted to stay there long term. So we hired a, um, a company who finds you apartments. So there's really just plentiful amount of ways you can find uh, accommodation around the world. It is it, that's one of the easy parts. Those are such great tricks for you to do. There's a lot of different things now, obviously, because of the Internet. And then also the Facebook groups. That's really great because then you can connect with people and you tr- you're you able to trust them more because now you have some sort of a relationship, especially if you're going to be living in that space for a certain amount of time. So throughout this whole journey, what has been the worst advice that you have ever received well, I guess one of them would, as I, I guess, as that we mentioned, you know, going to Korea and teaching English there. This wasn't from a specific person, but, you know, the Internet told us that it was such a great idea to go teach English in Korea. And while I'm sure in most cases it is, um, we just were, you know, very unfortunate to be teaching at a private institution, which is also called a hogwan. And we learned later through other <laughs> means of, you know, looking through the internet that it's not very good. Hogwans can be very strict and the bosses can be very tyrannical, just like ours. So I guess uh, the worst advice was when we were going through the internet that, you know, it's okay to teach English in Korea and it's a great way to save money and travel. Yeah, you were trying to get away from the tyrannical boss and then you got one that was probably much worse. (laughs) 
you could both go back and give yourself one piece of advice before you started this whole process, what would it be? I would probably tell myself to just be as patient as possible because there are just so many twists and turns and random costs you have to pay and just so much nonsense. But, you know, just I would definitely tell myself to be patient because there were times that I was just ready to pull my hair out. Like, for example, the whole visa process everywhere all the time. So, yeah, definitely just, God, be patient and just try to be as rational as possible. Yeah, I would say um, just like relax and let things work out. Just let things play out as they as they were going to go. There's just so many times where we're freaking out like, oh, my God, something this is really bad. This is this is terrible. This is going to ruin all our plans. We're going to lose our own money. And, you know, things always just work out. Um, We just we know now that if things really do go wrong, I mean, we always can move to uh, another another country and teach English. We have so much experience with that now we can just start over if we ever have to. So just, you know, just play it by year and not really, um, not really worry too much. Don't, don't try to force things to happen. Just let them happen. Those are really great advice. We often, when we're traveling, we're going to all of these different places. We want to have a plan and we want to stick to it. And the thing about traveling, the more you do it, the more you realize that (laughs) they tend to not go exactly your way, but for the most part, (laughs) they, they, they're, it's fine and it's okay. And, you both are in a relationship. And how long have you guys been together? Uh, we've been together for a little over four years now. Yeah, so you've been together for a really long time. And you're traveling the world together, living together in an apartment somewhere just in one place. That's, I mean, you know, that's difficult. How are you both able to create a healthy relationship with each other when you're placed in all of these different types of situations? We both, I guess, have really interesting personalities in that, you know, like sometimes I'll get really like angry and frustrated. And then just at that moment, Matt happens to not be that way. And he'll, he'll help me balance out. And then sometimes he'll be really anxious and upset about something and I'll be able to help him balance out. And basically, you know, it's a relationship. We have to help each other in all situations, no matter what. Um, so, you know, we're there to help each other. Matt, you have something to say. (laughs) Speak up now. (laughs) Yeah. um, I think traveling together and being together really gives us a chance to experience these things together. I don't know if I would be able to do this on my own. Before I actually met Marilyn, we met in college, I wanted to uh, travel the world. And I was planning on doing it on my own. I didn't have a girlfriend or any friends that wanted to do it. But um, I think just the fact that we we can do it together and we're always kind of on the same page. It's never really like one person is like, we got to do this. And and, uh, and the other person's like, no, I want to do this. It's pretty much we compromise all the time. And it's never really difficult to make any decisions, whether they're like a tiny decision like, oh, let's go out to eat or a huge decision like let's stop what we're doing, leave everything and move to this country. Uh, We pretty much just agree with each other. And it's just really easy um, to, to do it because we get along so well and we don't really fight with each other about what we're doing with our lives. I also like the fact that you both mentioned that there's really a balance between the both of you and your personalities as well. And when one person is upset, another person is calm enough to 
be rational because I can't even imagine if both of you <laughs> were in a state of just panic and nothing gets done and you're in a different country. <laughs> just running around with like a chicken without a head. So <laughs> That's exactly what I was envisioning when you said that. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, our visas, no. So it's really great. And that's how you're able to create that healthy relationship. And also I feel like because you're placed in all of these different types of situations, that's not typical. Your relationship becomes stronger because if your bond with each other is not strong enough, you wouldn't have lasted for this long traveling together. <laughs> yes, I absolutely agree. And not only do we travel with each other, we also work with each other. And we work in our apartment together. So we're just constantly <laughs> together. And somehow we have not killed each other. And it's great. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, that's true. You you pretty much do everything together. So it's a lot for the both of you. And I'm sure there's a lot of strain in that as well. And when you need time away from each other, where do you usually go? <laughs> uh, <laughs> We, we don't really spend that much time away from each other when we're traveling, but when we go visit home, that's when we separate. Like she goes home to her hometown, which is not, which is an hour from New York city. And I stay with my parents and then we, we meet, um, every like week or, uh, every few weeks. Um, but you know, we miss each other when we're not with each other. So it's not really, um, it's not a big deal being with each other all the time. Um, we are, when we're working, I mean, we are technically in the same room or apartment, but we're not like next to each other. So I guess that's kind of like being away from each other. That would be kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> It'd be like, how are we going to teach the kids in China with this? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they have two teachers in one, so they get two, two for the price of one. <laughs> Uh, but that's wonderful, though, that you're still missing each other, even after you're with each other pretty much 24 seven. And, you know, I've been with my boyfriend for a really long time, like almost 15 years. <laughs> that is a really long time. You're I know. Right. <laughs> you so, I know. So we we both do the same things. I mean, we have other things that we do as well, but we're always together. And yeah, it's really funny when you're you're not together, you're still missing each other. And you're like, oh, okay, why? I'm so weird. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm with, with you. you all the time. Yeah. I'm with you all the time. How do I miss you? No, this is not right. <laughs> so, if you could give someone an advice who is really struggling to realize their dreams and if they are really unsure about how to do it, what would it be? I guess I would tell them to kind of browse the internet. Just browse the internet of just even basic silly ideas they may have or things that they kind of want to do and really look into it and see the testimonials of people who have done it and have succeeded. And then, you know, take all of that into consideration, make notes to them, to yourself and, and really get down to the nitty gritty of what you would really like to do. Because honestly, I didn't know that I wanted to teach English. I had no idea until I literally did it. I went there and I remember in Thailand the first day I was in front of just 30 little children staring at me and did not understand anything that I was saying. And I was like, you know what? This is really cool. After just like a couple of days, I was like, I really enjoy this. And I really would have never done it if I didn't do my research and if I didn't just take the plunge and, you know, just do it. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that, with the internet thing. Um, 
there's just everything you want to to know on the internet. If you want to do something, just type it in and you will figure it out. And really, like Marilyn said, you just have to to do it. If you really want to do something, you can do it. A lot of people say like, oh, um, it's amazing how you travel and how you like, how do you afford that? I want to do something like that. And I tell them you can literally do exactly what I'm doing. I will give you all the information. You can have the job by next week, move to whatever country you want, just do it. And they just don't. So if you really want to do something, you can you can do it. Just just try it. And if you don't like it, you come home and you start again and figure something else out. It always seems too big, right? Whatever dream it is that you have, it always seems so big until you finally take that first step, even if it's just researching something and taking it apart little by little and see what you can do first. And then once you do something a little bit every day to get to that, then it's not so huge anymore and it's actually reachable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, the only person that's stopping you is you. You can't just say, oh, my family, oh, my job, oh, my this. No, no, no. It's just you. You're the only one that's stopping yourself. So just go for it and do it and you'll do it. We are our worst enemy because we usually stop ourselves from a lot of things, fear or certain commitments that we don't usually try to become more inventive in a lot of ways because we feel like we're stuck in one space. And it's really our mindset that stops us from doing that. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, you know, there are, are there are people who struggle with more things. Maybe they have children, they have a career that they've already invested so many years into, they have like sick family members or something. And of course, there are always more obstacles for certain people. But if there are obstacles that you face, then you just have to, you know, take them head on and try your best to kind of work your way through them. I mean, there are people who travel the world with their children and there are people who take their family members with them or they travel a little bit less if there's like a sick person in their family. I mean, there are definitely ways of going around these obstacles that people just kind of cease to see and cease to really look for. Your lifestyle, it seems like a dream come true. You guys have a really strong relationship. You are traveling the world. What is the biggest misconception that people have about you both and your lifestyle? It's about affording it. Uh, so so many people say, that I don't know how you, uh, how you can afford it. And it's absolutely affordable um, if you work out your, your financial situation and you just go and do it. You move to a country that you can afford. You don't, you don't work at VIP Kid and move to the heart of London. Like, then things won't work out. You have <laughs> to look for um, certain places where you can live. Uh, you can afford an apartment. You can afford food. You can afford, you know, just going out and doing things. And there are so many places in the world that you can do that. Also, we look for cheap flights. We don't live like super lavishly, like I said we do earlier, but we we live like a pretty, (laughs) (laughs) we live like a basic life. Like we get a nice, a good enough apartment for us. We have a TV, we have a computer, we are able to work, we're able to just, you know, live normal lives in different countries. It's not like we go to these countries and we're laying on the beach uh, 24 hours a day. We're working six to eight hours a day. We're exercising, we're, we're going to the gym, we're, we're going food shopping. We're living like basic American or anyone, any uh, 
Western countries really like lifestyle, just a basic life, just we do it in different places. And also another thing people always say like, oh, you're you're on vacation. Like when are you going to finish with your vacation? And I think that annoys me more than anything. I was talking to Marilyn about this today that like we put in more work into our traveling lifestyles than people do who work nine to five jobs in America. Like we wake up every day. We, we work all day, then um, we do research on where we're going to go next. We look for Airbnbs, affordable apartments, affordable countries. We work on our podcast. We work on um, our blog. We, we're, we're working from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to sleep. And um, it, I don't know, it kind of, it bothers me when people say, uh, like, oh, how's your vacation going? Like, when are you going to end it and like enter the real world? Like, I think we do more real work than anyone else. And we're enjoying our lives. And we're able to work, like literally work less, even though I said we were working more, but like actually sitting in front of our computers less than normal people. Like my friends will, you know, wake up at 6am work uh, from 9am till 6pm and do that every day. And I think we're living our lives more and where, and not not to be mean to them, but we're living our lives <laughs> no offense, a little a little more. And you know, we're putting work into it. We're not just this doesn't this didn't just happen overnight. Where we work at it every single day, and it gets better and better each every day. So you know, yeah, it is. It's a lifestyle, and it's a different one that most people think of, right? Because it's not normal. And when it's out of their realm of possibility, all of a sudden there's something not right about it. You know, you you need to come back to where we are because what you're doing is not, it's, it's, it's not right somehow. But the difference between your lifestyle and someone else's lifestyle who doesn't enjoy it is because you love it and you work because you want to everything that you're doing every day is what you enjoy and I think that's why it kept you guys going is because of that love for this type of life and you're doing what you have dreamed of doing so that's why there's a lot of people who envy that (laughs) (laughs) exactly yes very true (laughs) people feel like if you don't hate your life and don't hate your job then you're not living the correct life like matt said a lot of people at home back at home are like okay so when are you going to come back to real life when are you going to come back to america and real you know, get a real job. And I'm like, nothing you're saying is making sense because it's not like I'm working at a fake job making fake money. (laughs) I mean, I'm making money from my job. So therefore it's a job. Um, so I mean, it's all in just their perspective and what they've, these people have been, you know, sheltered in and, and have seen in their lives. They're not aware that, Hey, what we do is work too. And we have a career and we're doing, you know, what we want just because we don't commute two hours every day to and from work and work eight hours a day all the time and have no energy to do anything else doesn't mean that we're not living. We're just working less and having a much more fulfilling life. And I also love the fact that you're both able, because of this lifestyle, you're able to spend a lot of time together, which is a real luxury for a lot of couples. Because most of the time, if you're at home doing nine to five, you go to your office and you barely see each other. And hopefully you don't work during the weekends because you only have two days out of the week. And by the time you get home at night after work, you're so exhausted, you know, and you don't really create a bond. And the bond that you and Matt create together is so different than if you stayed here in New York City, especially if you had stayed here in New York City, (laughs) you would barely see each other. (laughs) 
<laughs> Honestly, two hours a week. <laughs> yeah, so true. So any tips on where our listeners can look for more information on where they can find jobs to be online teachers? Uh, yes. Well, of course, the internet. <laughs> uh, but you can also go to Dave's ESL Cafe, which is eslcafe.com. There's so many English teaching jobs abroad, actual jobs, you know, in person. And there are also a lot of online jobs, too. There's VIP Kid and there's a number of others as well. What are you both working on today that's really exciting to you? So we actually just made a, a podcast episode a few days ago kind of talking about what we're doing next with our lives because we don't really have a set plan. Um, we kind of just went to Italy last minute. We're going back home for the holidays last minute. And then we also have to go back to Prague um, to get all, we've been there for a year and we're technically like working there. We're working citizens there. So we have to go back and like settle all our taxes and things with our apartment there. Um, and then we're kind of just figuring out future plans, um, which is kind of a big deal to us. Uh, we, we, um, we've been living in Europe for the last year and we've seen a decent amount of countries, but we didn't go on any like big, uh, exploration, backpacking, yeah, trips. big, anything yeah. big really. So we wanted to really, do something big uh, this summer. So summer of 2018, we are planning on backpacking through Eastern Europe. Um, it makes a lot of sense for us because before we do that, we can work a ton at our jobs at VIP Kid, save up a lot of money, and then backpack through, um, you know, the Eastern part of Europe. And it's it's more affordable than doing the Western part. And it's um, we can see a lot of different countries. We can do it while the weather's warm and it's not snowing and freezing every day. And yeah, we're just kind of making these big plans. Um, nothing is set in stone yet, but that's something we're really looking forward to, kind of just um, having a big, a big trip. We haven't done anything big like that since we backpacked through Vietnam. So um, we're really looking forward to that. I also want to emphasize the fact that you don't need to ask for permission to get these types of... <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, yeah, Marilyn and I just want to do this backpacking trip and then, yeah, we're going. Uh, it's like, <laughs> I know. It's like we don't have to ask for permission from a boss because we're our own bosses. And if we want to take some time off from teaching and save up before that, that's what we're going to do. If our listeners, if this is the type of lifestyle that you can also have what Marilyn and Matt has, and it's really doable from what you guys have explained to us. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, of course. No problem. Yeah, we had a great time chatting and informing <laughs> everyone. <laughs> if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? Your website, social media, etc. Yeah, so our website is wordswithwinos.com. And then all of our social media is words with winos. So that's words and then with and then winos. Except for our Twitter, we have an underscore after words with winos. <laughs> that's Damn. the only different one. No, somebody <laughs> took that one, huh? <laughs> they did. And we tried so hard to get it and they just ignored us. Rude. <laughs> and I bet you they're not even using it. That's usually what happens. <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah, it was we for know a it. book club for <laughs> drinking wine and, and reading books. And it, ha it hasn't been used since like 2009. <laughs> And you're both like, we're drinking wine while we're doing our podcast and pretty much everywhere. So we deserve this name more than you. Exactly. Exactly. They know it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Matt and Marilyn, for joining me today. I really appreciate all of the knowledge that you gave us. Yeah, of course. We're so glad to have 
been able to bestow our knowledge upon everybody. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Matt and Marilyn. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview with Marilyn where she shares valuable tips on how to afford to live abroad. Love a good audiobook as much as I do? Of course you do. Well, you're in luck because I have teamed up with audible.com to give you a 30-day trial for free. Make sure to visit offbeatbook.com. Again, that's offbeatbook.com to get that incredible trial.